Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So close yet so far. Ben Stokes came almightily close to pulling off his most remarkable England miracle yet. I'm Yazrana, and with me to make sense of the final day from Lords is Katia Whitney. Katia, it's 2-0 Australia, but it could so easily be 2-0 England. Stokes played an all-time of an innings to give England a chance. What was it like to watch what is genuinely one of the great test innings, but not Stokes' greatest test innings? Yeah, it's ridiculous, isn't it? The the scoreline really doesn't reflect 2-0, I don't think. And it's really unfair that that innings is going to go down a losing cause because it was absolutely mesmerizing it gives you it gave such a feel of what it must have been like to be there in Headingley I actually think you could argue that innings would have been better had the result gone gone um gone England's way yeah he really picked his his right moments to attack because as soon as Bairstow got out that was when he really really teed off and he knew there was no recognized batsman left so it was all on him and when Stokes bats in these scenarios we saw it at Lords in 2019 and we saw it at Headingley in 2019 we even saw it kind of in the T20 World Cup final that's just been he gives off this aura of just supreme confidence and supreme calm that there's so much going on inside his head and then it all comes out in this massive six over fine leg or something um and the crowd go nuts. And I've, I've only seen Lords go as nuts as they did today twice. And both times, Ben Stokes has been the one who caused it to do, do that. And it gives this, this picture of who he is at a cricketer, that he's the one who can produce these, these magical moments in these innings. There's no one else who could have done an innings like that. He's, he's everything for England. And he, and he represents what he wants them to do with the bat. So both times in this match, he's come out and he's played the innings that he wants them all to play. So when he came out in the first innings in the evening, he calmed things down and he got them through to the close. And when he came out today, he changed gears exactly when he needed to and exactly what he needed from the team. And I think that's really, really interesting and summed him up at a cricketer that he embodies embodies the team and plays this fantastic innings that gets them so close. And he drags them back to a position where they're favourites. You know, at the beginning of the day, they needed what? They needed so many runs. Um, they were never going to win it. And at one point, Winvis was saying they were favourites to win mm. it. It's absolutely ridiculous. It was amazing. I mean, genuinely genius from Stokes. 20 more runs than he got 
at Headingley in 2019. This, as you say, would have topped the lot. I, I also like that this was at the scene of one of his 2019 miracles mm. in a very similar scenario and a more extreme scenario, actually, than his other 2019 miracle. I was just watching it play out today. I don't think anyone controls a cricket ground and a, and a cricket field and where everyone is standing and the emotions mm. of everyone at the venue quite like Stokes does. He sort of bends the situations to his will. And even 160 runs away, you felt not only was it was doable when Stokes was at the crease, but you felt that Australia were also mm. feeling that as well there's so many of that with that smith dropped catch down there you could almost you almost thought he dropped the game and england still needed like a hundred to win at that <laughs> point and you're like well he's dropped the game there because yeah. he's not gonna give him another chance on australia though and how they managed to to kind of contain stokes after stokes raced out the blocks after lunch australia did really well to contain him i thought so the scoring really stalled in the 45 or so minutes before stokes eventually got out and come and said afterwards that there were memories of Headingley coming back to him. And there was a little committee meeting on the outfield after Stark got hit for two sixes after lunch. And the plan was basically to hide the ball um, in a way that meant hitting the ball to the tavern side, tavern stand side of the ground is really difficult. That's down the slope and with the wind. So here's a stat for you. So batting from the pavilion end, Stokes was 74 or 47 off the best I got out. Batting from the nursery end, he was 18 or 41. So scoring at one end of the ground was far harder than the other. Um, Cassian, unfortunately, we, we have to talk about the Bearstow incident. That's, it's grabbed um, a lot of the headlines. He was run out by Alex Carey after aimlessly wandering out of his crease when he thought the over was done, but crucially before Carey thought the over was done. According to the laws, it, it's clearly out. The ball isn't dead until it is clear to the bowler's end umpire that the fielding side and both batters at the wicket have ceased to regard the ball as being in play and clearly Carey didn't think it was dead as he threw the ball literally as soon as he collected it. Um, Cummins said that you essentially do what you, you want to do and then you leave it to the umpire. Stokes said after the game that he'd have withdrawn the appeal and he basically said he wouldn't want to win a game like that. Katia, what did you make of the incident and then the reaction from the two captains as well? Well, at the time, my reaction to the incident was very much like, that's out. And that's something ben, ben Stokes has reiterated. He is not disputing whether that's out. He's disputing whether it is within the spirit of the game for, first of all, Carey to have done that. And secondly, for Cummins to have upheld the appeal. Um, we can bang on about the spirit of cricket, what the hell it is, and you know whether it was or wasn't till the end of, end of time. But it was out by the letter of the law. And if anything, this is a case, again, of the law being too ambiguous. What Ben Stokes said in the press conference about the start catch yesterday, he said it could have all been cleared up if the law just said, if the ball is on the ground, it is not out. And that's, again, the same case today. If you make it absolutely crystal clear when the ball is dead and when it's alive, rather than going, when certain people regard it to still mm. be still be alive, then it is but, still alive. But Kerry still clearly thinks it's alive because as soon as he physically could have thrown the ball to the stumps, he did. Yeah, he did. So, you know, to the letter of the law, mm. that is out. Um, you can you can debate whether he should or shouldn't have done it, as I said, till the end of time, but he did and it was out. Mm. I think it's unfortunate that it's grabbed the headlines. I understand why Stokes and England were annoyed about it because you can make an argument that Bairstow reasonably believed the ball to have been mm. dead and you can make an argument that the ball reasonably was dead but at the end of the day it's happened it was a great game of cricket and that's what we're going to be talking about because that's the controversial stuff that mm. grabs the headlines um yeah it's just Ashes niggle isn't yeah. it and it's always going to happen when something vaguely controversial happens that it's going to be blown up and, and there's going to be hostilities said about it yeah I guess I, I was interested by Stokes's reaction in that he, he could have not said that he would have withdrawn mm. the appeal um 
And that, I guess, is 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 the line that makes it a bigger deal than it yeah. was at the time. Personally, I didn't really have an issue with it. Uh, it was put to Stokes after the play that Bairstow tries to do it all the time. Bairstow tries to do it all the mm. time in 2019. Um, I think it's I think it's totally legitimate. Atherton and Strauss on commentary straight away said it was Dozy from Bairstow. Mm. It was Dozy from Bairstow. Definitely. Um, and it wasn't that Carey was just doing this out of out, out, out of sneakiness almost. He had seen Bairstow do something similar a few balls before. And as I said, he threw the ball as soon as he got it mm. in his hand I mean I think it's changed on the scorecard from run out to stumping I think it's worth saying though that like you said earlier 100% believe Ben Stokes would have mm. withdrawn the appeal if the shoe had been on the other foot it's not just bravado from Stokes and hamming it up to say he would have overturned it he genuinely feels like he would have overturned it and that's fair enough it's very ambiguous and it depends on who you are mm. I guess um I think it added a lot of needle uh, at times uh it veered into the unsavory at Lords, especially in the long run but I actually think that that's good for the series. I think great series have moments like mm. that. They have um, they have moments that, that really rile up not just the players, but the fans. And I think that actually um, the Australians have heard it all before. I don't think it's going to negatively mm. affect them too much. But I think in terms of um, a spectacle, I think it will actually add to the series. And it and as you say, it, it's being made into a really big deal. But in the end of the day, mm. it's, it's not it's not a huge thing. Um, Katia, we kicked the show off by, by saying that it's 2-0 Australia. Can you see England turning it around? It's the old heart says yes, head says no, right? I mean, it, as I said at the start, it's actually quite unfair that the scoreline's 2-0 because half an hour, I mean, not unfair, but it's hard to believe that the scoreline is 2-0 because half an hour before the end of both the first two tests, England were arguably favourites to win them both. Mm. Um, and the series has been a lot tighter mm. than some of the headlines or, or some of the, or the scoreline would suggest, you know, England have pushed the best side in the world. And it's worth reiterating, Australia are the best side in the world. They've pushed them all the way on both occasions. Um, and there's no reason why this scorecard shouldn't read one all or 2-0 England. Well, if so, England were ruthless, it, it would be 2-0 exactly. England. Exactly. And that ruthlessness doesn't necessarily mean changing their whole approach or batting quote unquote sensibly. Mm. It means picking their moments a bit better, executing their shots a bit better and winning those crucial moments of the game that they've let slip. You can make an argument that England have won more sessions or more moments in mm. this test series both so far, but the ones that have mattered, they've let slip. That when they were, what, 188 for one, was it? You know, if they'd batted more just they batted a little bit longer, you know, what was the end result? 50 runs, mm. then it would have it would have gone their way. And Stokes said in, in the press conference, he said that he's clear in his mind when he comes out what his role is. He was clear in the first innings that his role was to be there the next day. And he was clear what his role was when he came out today. And he said, it's just making sure that everyone else is clear in their roles mm. and given the freedom to go out and express that. And, and that's correct. They've got very talented players. They're in very good form. They have got this mindset that has worked for them and again two lost test matches don't mean it hasn't worked for them it has worked for them and they have the ability to go to Leeds and win and again come back to what Stokes said in the press conference they've won three on the bounce against Pakistan they won three on the bounce against New Zealand they can win three on the bounce against Australia whether they will or not it probably won't happen but that doesn't mean it can't happen well if it does happen it'll be one hell of a series yeah. it means it's been one hell of a series already um, thanks Katia we'll be back for the first of two big fat weekly shows coming your way in the next four days before it all gets underway at Leeds. Sports Social Podcast Network.